what I'm saying? It's your boy DJ Nazlu once again. You know what I'm saying? Back with another episode of the Save No More podcast. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I let a little bit of, like, my personal stuff out on here. You know, I'm lying. Everything on his personal. This culture is very personal. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a culture that I grew up in. But, um, you know, uh, we're recording a couple days after. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm keeping a buck. You know, I meant to get this done on time, but, you know, things happen, life happens, but it's all in celebration. It don't matter because it's all about the culture. So at the end of the day, um, this episode is dedicated 100% happy birthday to the culture that I grew up in and has shaped me and shaped my brother, shaped, you know, my friends around me, you know, people shape, shape this nation in a whole lot of ways and that that culture if you don't understand what I'm talking about um a lot of people get it confused um you know and one of my goals with this podcast is to let people know the difference between rap music which is you know pretty dominant but what I'm speaking on is the culture of hip-hop and August 11th you know, is uh, officially, it's definitely moving around nowadays as being known as the birthday of hip-hop. So uh, just we recently celebrated, it turned 46. You know, I know people don't really celebrate cultures like that and give cultures a birthday and a number, but um, hip-hop definitely turned 46 on August 11th. And it was 1973 that it was started. And especially if this is something that I'm, I thrive on, I love this culture, I want to push it forward. So I got a special guest in the building today. Um, you know what I'm saying? Definitely call you son because you shine like one. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely from from classic Wu Gambino's record off the Purple Tape. Shout out to Method Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's definitely been used as slang. You know what I mean? But... Keeping it a bug. I got my son on the podcast today. You know, he goes by the name of Amar Tariq Hafiz Barnett, a.k.a. DJ Marmar. Amar is the tax on PS2 and all the... PS3. <laughs> I'm bugging PS2. Uh, it's late. So, like, PS4 and all of that, you know what I'm saying? But introduce yourself, man. Say what up to the people out there. <clears throat> What's up? My name is Amar's. He said, "Go okay. by you can many. Right. Yeah, I go by <laughs> many different names. <laughs> you go by many different names, but don't really be telling nobody. So I mean, got to keep it, keep it on lock. <laughs> well, definitely talk up and speak up into the mic, man. This ain't nothing to be afraid of. Um, so yeah, you know, just wanted to." have you experienced what it is that I'll be doing in here, what I, you know, what I've been trying to put together. And ain't much more than this. It's nothing but a conversation that, you know, people have with one another. And it's really about this culture. So I told you to do a little bit of research. What do you know about August 11th? Well, from what I, what I read on the websites that I, you know, I had my my research websites. Mm-hmm. Uh apparently uh this man DJ Cool he was he, he was spinning turntables 
and his sister's party. Mm-hmm. Talk up a little more, cause your levels. We wanna make sure your levels get right. Talk up a little, speak up a little more. Is this good? Yeah, that's good. Keep going. All right. Well, DJ Cool was DJing at his sister's party, mm-hmm. and that and that was pretty much the birthplace of hip hop, where it all started. Okay. Yeah, where it sort of kicked off. So what does that mean to you? I mean, you know, you hear me say the culture of hip hop. What do you what do you understand? Or what does it mean when you hear that? When you hear the culture of hip hop? Like what is does it mean does it mean anything to you? It's hard to say. It puts a few thoughts in my mind and like makes me think of a couple of different rappers. Okay. That's so. I mean, well, so I guess I can, you know, give you a little teaching. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna start this new segment on the podcast, and it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be this day in rap and hip hop history. Word to Chuck D. Cop this book. You know what I'm saying. Um, definitely go get it if you haven't. If you haven't picked it up and haven't taken a look at it, you know what I'm saying, give it a read. It's a lot of dates in here, a lot of very, very important dates about hip-hop. And it, of course, had to start off with August 11th, 1973. So that man that you was talking about is DJ Cool Herc, a.k.a. Clive Campbell. And, yes, he did host the party. It was in the rec room of that apartment building, 1520 Cedric Avenue. Um, you know, definitely shout-out to... My brother Artis and Ming, a first mu- well Ming's first music video, my brother's third video. Uh, we I had to take him there to uh, to the Bronx, you know what I'm saying, New York. For those that don't know, this is you know this is not a place where we gonna you know get on people for not knowing this information. We're trying to spread information. So, uh, 1520 Cedric Ave, you know what I'm saying, birthplace of hip hop. And it was a back-to-school jam. Um, I'll have some, when I put up the uh, podcast on Instagram, I'll put up the fly and all of that in celebration of it. But yeah, it was basically a block party. And um, you had a bunch of people there. They were trying to have fun. And he put two turntables up there and decided to keep a break record going back and forth. Um, so the music that I have for the intro um, was Apache. And in that case, that's known as one of the first break records, one of the original break records that, you know, really, really started this thing off, which had people breakdancing. So hip-hop is built on pillars. Um, and the pillars of hip-hop are DJing, MCing, breakdancing, graffiti, and the knowledge. So all of those things make up what we call this culture of hip-hop. So that it's very different from just saying, like, oh, it's just rap music. You know what I'm saying? Like, rap music is the most pop, one of the most popular things out there, and almost everybody's out there rapping nowadays. But, you know, it's, um, it's definitely one of those things where uh, the culture has taken over in so many different places because you'll see people in other places like Asian countries that don't even speak the language and, you know, other countries. and But they love hip-hop. They love music. They love to dress a certain way. They love to talk a certain way. They love to act and be a certain way. And it's just that feeling that you get. Um, it's, it's hard to describe it, but 
it's just it, it's in you. You know, you'll see pictures from people back in the days, the way they dressed and all of that stuff, and you know the way they talk, their slang. You know the way they walk, everything. Everything is hip hop is in you. You know, it's not something that you could just do. You know what I'm saying? It has to be in you. You're supposed to live for the culture. So, um, you know, I don't want to get into the bad side of it, of how it was created. There's plenty of movies and all types of stuff out there to show you how it was started, which, um, you know, you definitely do the knowledge and go check it out. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, so after I said all of that, what is... What do those things mean to you? Like uh, the certain things that you see that are elements of hip hop. What is what does that mean to you? Well, it it makes me think of how hip hop, you know, has a bunch of different forms, but it also made me think how how I may like I thought that it was mainly rap music when there are obviously a bunch more uh, forms or elements of hip hop okay I mean so would you ever see yourself um, just any of those things like out of those five things do any of them things like do they interest you or do they is like the rap music, like, is the music a big part of, like, what could you see yourself doing if you was to take up one of these pillars? What would you see, what do you think attracts you more? I think I know what it is, because obviously I'm being your father, so um, what do you think would attract you the most, or what do you think that you would probably partake in, I guess, as a hobby or something that you enjoy? I'd probably have to choose DJing. Oh, word? Okay. I see I see that you be having, you know, you, you definitely have a, a knack for, you know, when I'm showing you samples and stuff like that and you catching certain things and, you know, catching the beating since you was younger. We seen a video that we was watching the other night of you on the DJ Hero, so. But I was thinking um, since you can draw as well, you know, maybe the graffiti side, the art. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, that's the biggest thing, the art form. Whatever art form you decide to partake in, whether it's dancing, you know what I'm saying? Because you know how to dance, too. You got rhythm. Um, you know, so there's a lot of elements of it that's all around you. It's But um, certain people are, you know, I'm, I'm really focused on. That's DJing is my thing, obviously. So, um, you know, it, but I have a love for music, and I think you have a love for music as well. But um, when it comes, when you when you add all of those different elements, and especially with what it is that's around you and the things that you see every day and, you know, the stuff that you do, like, you know, we we just celebrated Nas's 25th anniversary of this the album Illmatic. I play records, you know what I'm saying, of Illmatic for you. And... um you know, he he wrote that that album when he was really young. And it was just based off the things that he saw. So a lot of the music is based in things that we see out here. So I was going to ask you a um, question. So if I know you don't know too many. I'm not going to ask you about the DJs. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you more about some more DJs and stuff. But as far as uh, MCs, 
And you you know a couple different people. I know one of the people that you know you listen to quite often. But who would who would you say right now if you if you had to pick five MCs, who would you say are some of your favorite people to listen to? As far as when you're trying to get something, like we talking about, like people that saying something. So who's who who's some people you like to listen to? Mm. Pretty tough question. <laughs> Why is it the tough question? I mean, it's not, but... I mean, you know, what you think? Who, who who you got in mind? I know somebody that, you know, you told me he, it was one of your favorite records. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Common. <laughs> common Sense. I mean, you don't know too much. But I mean, you know the album, but... I mean, the song that Glory, that's what it was. When I asked you which was your favorite record, and you said it was Glory featuring Common, featuring John Legend. I'll throw Kanye in there for you. Um, any other people that you want to throw in there yourself? I don't know. I don't really, I don't really listen to that many MCs. I mean, what about Nas? Mm. Played you Nas records. What about Kendrick Lamar, you know? Kendrick Lamar, he's automatically nah. He's he's number one. Kendrick's number one. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So that's good. I mean, you you definitely, I think you geared more towards MCs because I know there's plenty of music out there nowadays, especially with you being. How old are you again? I am thirteen years old. Okay, so with you being thirteen, you know that's um, it's a lot of music out there that. It's, uh, I don't know. You can go a whole bunch of different ways with the type of music that's out there available at your fingertips. And I definitely don't hear you playing no crazy stuff, first off, because you know I ain't going to have it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's number one. But I don't, I don't regulate what it is that you listen to. But at the same time, you know, I, I want to know, I want you to, I want you to know what you're listening to, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you, I think one time you was listening to Future and I think, or I think I asked you about this something you told me you liked the beat. It was, um, Mask Off. That was the song, <laughs> which is cool. You know what I'm saying? It's a fun song. You're supposed to be able to have fun. There's no, I'm not tripping on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like people that's saying something, but I'm not going to sit up here and quiz you and hold you to the water for not knowing, like, your know, top five people off rip, so. Um, yeah, so I'm just looking at my notes here. Uh, so, yeah, that was, uh, I, I, we finished, we'll go ahead and wrap up that segment part, but, um, yeah, that was, that's part of what sparked this episode here was, uh, you know, just to talk about that, because the day came and I was looking in the book and saw that that day was coming up. And I was like, all right, that's that seems like the perfect time. And it was like, if anything, even if even if you didn't say much on this episode, I just knew that this would be a, a better experience to, you know, experience with you and talking about this. So um, for me, I'll give you a little history because we haven't... Uh, talked about this too many times but so for me uh my first introduction was um you know your your grandma and grandpa 
were playing. Um, they, they, I would say grandma was definitely, um, you know, affected by hip hop. Um, my dad, he, he could dress, you know what I'm saying? He could dress really, really nice. Um, back in the, from the pictures that I seen, you know what I'm saying? He was fly. He was one of the fly dudes. I don't know how much his, you know, the hip hop affected him because, you know, they were born in 61. So at that time, when 73 comes around, they're, they're old enough to understand what, you know, music is and what's going on, but they were in Jersey, you know, as opposed to, I believe they were in Jersey at the time. But um, what was going on in New York, it was definitely spreading around to many different places. So um, by the time I was born, which was 83, um, at that time, rappers was out. So if you look in this book, the crazy part is, you know, the first pages of uh, Chuck D's joint is from 73 to 83. So there's a 10 there's a years in that time, you know, um, from when, you know, records were coming out, the Sugar Hill Gang. Now, the Sugar Hill Gang has a song called uh, Rapper's Delight. We've heard him say it to the hip. Hop the hip, the hip to the hip, hip hopper. You don't stop a rocket to the bang, bang boogie sale. You you've heard that before. Of course, that's one of the biggest records that came out. You know, what I'm saying at that time, and that was uh, that was in 1979. You know, so at this time, you know, grandma, grandpa still young, but around the time when it got to me getting here, you know, you got Africa Bambada, you got Grandmaster Flash, uh, Melly Mel. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, you know, so all of that's going on. By the time 83 comes around, that that was um, Run DMC, you know what I'm saying? I know you heard the, the, that name before, Run DMC, Adidas, Shell Toes, all of that. So by the time I'm able to start talking and running around here, there's a movie there's movies that's out. There's Beat Street. There's Break In, which is mainly about breakdance. And Beat Street was a mix of the rapping. There's Wild Style. I didn't get to see Wild Style. That was, uh, I think that came out. That definitely came out before I was born. And um, so when I saw these things, you know, Grandpa wanted me to, he liked when I would try to imitate uh, Run from Run DMC and then LL Cool J, who's one of the first guys signed to Def Jam, um, which that's one of the rhymes that you know, uh, the radio, can't let go of my radio, had you memorizing that when you was younger. But I was doing the same thing, so it's like, that's that's that was the effect. You know, it was, um, you know, it was fun. And, and Grandpa having a kid, it was no different, like, it's like, I got you, so I'm like, let me see if he can memorize this. And sure enough, you did. You know, you took to certain things as you being young, like I did when I was younger. Um, you took to Kanye West, you know, who's one of my favorite all-around artists, um, from being a producer to, he's he's a, I think Kanye is a producer in general. Um, and because he produces clothing, music, and he's uh, an amazing artist and his visual, like his shows and stuff like that. I, 
we me I I still haven't taken you to a concert yet. And if if Kanye has another one of these big concerts, I gotta take you. Cause I gotta take you and I gotta take Mina because she's gonna kill me if I don't. <laughs> but um his visual, his eye and all of that stuff is just ridiculous. That's a whole nother conversation. But he's a child of hip hop, you know, and um you know, it's just, you know, it's black people, um, and it's not just down to black people, but you mean, I mean, predominantly black people just being able to create so much with so little, you know, there's a whole, there's, there's a whole movie about it, making something out of nothing, and there's so many different ways to discuss why hip-hop is very dominant, why it is what it is, why it's the most popular, why it's a billion dollar industry, billions, you know, and not everybody's making the money off of it. I mean, you see right now we're doing this, I'm doing this for free. You know what I'm saying? This whole podcast stuff is for free. Eventually, yes, money would come into it and negotiations and contracts and stuff like that to where I can get paid for what it is that I love to do. But the key is to have a love for doing it before the money. It's not about money, you know. And so if, if there's anything that you take from it or any listeners out there, you know, just take that as a gem with you, you know, just do what you want to do for the love. The money will come later. That's not important, you know. So I would do this whether I got paid for it or not, which is clearly proof right now because we're in a room. <laughs> we ain't in the <laughs> studio. This is literally some little thing that I ordered. A mic that we went and got, and it works. And a conversation—that's what it is. It start. It, it all has to have a starting point. So, um, yeah, the influence came from my parents and wanting to just see their child try to do some things. And um, yeah, I, I danced. I rapped. I, I I tried to rap like the guys that I saw on TV. And uh, I loved it. It had I had fun, but it really blew my mind when I got. I would always see these dudes with these radios, you know what I'm saying? Because that was the big thing. Everybody had a boombox, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna show you do the right thing one day. It's, I got mad movies to show you. You know, we just gotta have time to be able to watch them. There's way too many movies that are super influential. Movies help too, but um, Radio Raheem from Do the Right Thing. Uh, I'll tell you about that when, you know, when we watch it. But everything was about your radio, you know. And speaking back to L Cool J, I'm the leader of the show, keeping you on the go. And, you know, I can't live without my radio. And I had a Fisher Price. It was, like, tan on one side. The little tape deck was brown. And it had a record button and a little baby space for a mic. It was, like, the mic. Not like the mic I'm talking on right now, which is extremely clear. But it had three little spaces, and you could hit the little record button, and you could record yourself, and you could hear what you sound like in the headphones. And it was like, it was so dope to me to be able to do that. And I would try to say a rap and record it, and then I will play it back and then walk around <laughs> my joint, trying to act like I was, you know, like I was a hip hop dude. That's I wanted to be a b. That's what they called a b boy. You know what I'm saying? Back in the days, I wanted to be that, but you know, I was I was young. You know what I'm saying? I ain't have I couldn't 
dress like they did, fly like that. I could when grandpa would dress me up like that and stuff, but I just wanted to be like what I saw because I saw people that looked like me. Um, I saw them doing something, and I saw how it made other people feel. They danced. They had a good time. Everybody was smiling, and it was dope. The music infected you. It made you want to move. It made you want to do a whole bunch of different things, and yeah, that's that's I love it. You know, I love it. It's the music is is entertaining, but at the same time, I'm learning something from it. So that's what I get from it. Does it make you feel that way? Do you do do you look at it like that? Does is does it run that deep for you or not really? You can keep it real. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's not. How, how does it how does it make you feel to hear me say these things and then know that? My parents gave me the influence, so then I, I too, try to see that in you, which now it, it kind of shaped your way of listening to music because you could be turning up. You could be, you know, geeking and or whatever. whatever you, could do, you could be doing all of these different things that these, you know, kids are doing, but I kind of set you into paying attention to what it is you're listening to. Do, do you feel... Do you what do you feel about that? What do you what do you feel? I feel like I'm glad that you did that for me because I go to school and all my friends will be listening to all these songs by Lil Pump and Takashi Six Nine with her repeating the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and there's no real message to get from the song. Like, there's no, I just don't see a point in listening to it. And I feel like if you hadn't taught me to actually listen to what they're saying, then I probably would have been listening to the same music they are. (laughs) I mean, are you cool with that? Or do you, I mean, what I'm asking is like, you don't feel slighted. You don't feel like that, you know, you would have been better off just having fun and not worrying about it, not taking it so serious? No. Okay. I, I enjoy listening. Well, I mean, it wasn't going to be that way no matter what because you wasn't going to be in the house <laughs> listening to that crazy stuff. It's just, it, I, the reason for it is just like, I don't know, man. Like, when they were coming out and saying what they were saying, they weren't. It wasn't always just about a message. It was about having. It was about having a good time. But it was about what you said. Like, the MC had to be. You had to be able to do what you what we're doing right now and have a mic and be able to say. You know, nobody can rap quite like I can. I take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand. You got to be able to write that without a beat. So, you have to think about how you gonna say something to make another person go, oh, you know, or make a person think like, man, he said he could take a muscle-bound man and put his face in the sand. Like, you got to be able to visualize it. So, and it has to be clever. So if you're, I mean, you mentioned, we don't we do not do too much hate on the podcast. Like, I don't really talk about a lot of things that I don't like, but since you brought one of the names up, Lil Pump, if you're going to say, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, a bunch of times, that's not, really creative that's not 
it's not really anything to me. It doesn't mean anything to me. So it might mean stuff to a whole lot of other people, but for me, it there wasn't there wasn't a lot of room for that because the difference with that was you had to be nice in your city. You had to be nice in your hood. You know, and then when you got the respect of your block from rapping, then it started to get to be like, are you the best in the city? Or are you the best around here, period? It didn't go statewide because it was mainly in New York. But if you was the best, if somebody was saying you was the best, then it was a situation where you, the people knew and the word got around to where you would have to battle, you know, and... That's a whole nother level, battle rapping and battle battle rhymes and stuff like that. No different than turntables. It was always like a competition. The DJ, who was the best DJ? Who was the best dancer? Who was the best graffiti artist? It's always like some sort of competition, no matter what. Like, we still compete when we play video games. You play Fortnite, you know what I'm saying? It's a competition because at the end of the day, you do your little dance at the end. And you want to see that what? You want to see that number one, right? The number one. So who's the number one MC? Who's the greatest MC of all time? Who's the best dancer of all time? Who's the best producer of all time? Who's the best podcaster of all time? One day, might be myself. Who knows? I ain't out here competing. I'm just trying to make my my mark. And um, yeah, that was, that's what it was about. It was, it, it, there was comp- competitive levels to it. There's people that do it just to have fun and, you know, pass the time by and stuff. And, you know, it it, it depends. But the main reason for hip-hop being created was to have a voice. And it was a voice for the voiceless, you know, for, for all the things that were going on back in the days. You know, people needed an escape. They needed an outlet, you know. So I'm sure there's times when, you know, there might be music that you start to listen to, and especially as you understand the words, you know, like the we was watching The Office, and they were saying, what was that? I Walk Alone, and it was from Green Day, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know there's a hip-hop joint, but look, we talking music right now. But those words, you know what I'm saying, some people feel them words. Some people need those words to get them through, like... Like Good Morning, like your your one of your favorite songs. That song, Good Morning, Mr. West, Mr. Me- Winston West, Mr. By himself, he's so impressed. You know what I'm saying? Like that whole that playing that record can be inspiring. A lot of people play that for you know because the album's called Graduation. But look at the theme behind it. His first song was called uh, his first album was called College Dropout. His second album was called Late Registration. And his third album was called Graduation. And the fourth album was supposed to be called Good Ass Job. But, you know, he, it it was like, you can listen to that and get inspired to do something. Like, um, Run DMC was, um, I'm the king of rock, there is no higher. Sucker MC should call me sire to burn my kingdom. You must use fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. It's like, what you say on his mic should be a representation of you. So if Lil Pump is around here talking about Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, that's how I'm going to look at him. If you make a bunch of records and you say, I want to be in a club all day, that's what I'm going to think that you do. But if you make stuff and, 
you know, especially if you don't know what it's about, if you don't know enough about the person. So there's, you know, we can go on and on about all of this, but, you know, my influence was heavy from my parents. Um, I could go through this, this whole section of this book right here, all this stuff through 83, 84, 85, run DMC, um, L Cool J, to the emergence of uh, Rock Kim, you know, um, Big Daddy Kane, Dougie Fresh. These are names that you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but there's definitely some influence, especially nowadays. You'll see the stuff in movies and, and things like that, but it's all about um, the influence that you have. And you just saying a little bit said a lot because... Um, yeah, if if the what I say, what I what I see based off of what you said is people that come out like Joey Badass or like YB and Corday. Um, these people are younger MCs, but as they're coming out, their parents influence them in a certain way, and it pushed them to continue to listen for lyrics. Continue to make sure that they have something to say and they make music based on that. Kendrick, one of your favorites. Kendrick's father put him on his shoulders when Tupac and Dr. Dre were doing the California Love video in his neighborhood. Um, you know, Grandpa dressed me up like... <laughs> Grandpa dressed me up like Easy e when... Um, you know, we we were watching straight out of Compton. He dressed me up like Easy. He put the curlers in my hair, some shades on, a beeper, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff. He he had me in Jordans all the time because you know Michael Jordan was dominant. Like so, whatever was going on, it was popular, and it were black faces that were very dominant and doing something. That was the influence, and I'm glad I got that influence. I'm glad I'm able to share that with you, and I'm glad you take to it. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like what's going on and you understand it. So, um, yeah, man, I just wanted to get your thoughts and your opinions. This is this is what a podcast is like. I didn't know what we were, how it was going to be structured, um, you know, uh, and I know you. You ain't used to recording, so, you know, I expect you to say a whole bunch and just jump into a whole big conversation with me, but that's all. I just wanted to, you know, this is really a celebration of um, of the of the birthday of the culture, um, so let me go ahead and run into the last couple things before we wrap this up here. So, um, you know, definitely I'm putting this one out. Um, I just dropped... If you re if you're hearing this episode, I just dropped the uh Jim Jones appreciation episode with my man L Will, you know, from the William Rutledge podcast. And um I got a couple things here. So a couple things we mentioned. I got a movie recommendation for y'all for the record that I played at the beginning, which is Apache. Um there's a movie on Netflix. It's called Sample This. I'm not sure uh, how long it's going to be on there, but please, definitely, that's my movie recommendation. Go check that out. It's called Sample This. It's all about that record and how it, you know, became the staple of hip-hop, especially for break records. Um, with mixtapes, 
mix, I'm, I'm gonna just give you some stuff I'm listening to. I'm listening to my man Pat Poose. Um, you know, he dropped the fire mixtape off of some of the stuff he was dropping on Instagram. I'm listening to Nino Man joint on um they're both on Dat Piff. Nino Man, you know what I'm saying, protege of Jada Kiss. Um, what else we got? Oh, I mentioned that Wu Gambino's record definitely is 24 year celebration of uh only built for Cuban links, the purple tape by Raekwon. So if you haven't heard it, go check it out. Uh, so I got the mixtapes, the music, the movies, uh, new albums. Definitely, I mentioned the young boy, YBN Corday. He's got that album out called The Lost Boy. Really, really good. And he just killed it on Funk Flex. Killed it. I, that's what I actually meant to do. I meant to show you that and uh, see what you thought of him and his freestyle. But we'll talk about that later. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, definitely, yeah, that's it for my recommendation. So, uh, this episode is definitely dedicated to the legendary Cool Herc. You know what I'm saying, Clive Campbell, the the father of hip hop. You know what I'm saying. Definitely want to shout him out and happy birthday to hip hop once again. Um, hope everybody enjoys this episode. You know, got some knowledge from it. You know, try to do things a little different, you know, going forward with the podcast. And, um, yeah, that's all I got for the people. You got anything, man? You got? You want to say peace out? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't used to it. I get it. But if you would say peace, if you was talking to your friends, how, how would you say peace? Like, you got a bunch of people listening to you. You never know who's listening to you right now. So you got anything else you want to say? You want anything you want to add? All right. <clears throat> Since it's the end of the podcast, I'm gonna say happy birthday, hip hop, and uh, peace out. I'm, I'm putting up a peace sign. You can't see it though. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. It's been the Say No More podcast. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Shout out to Beautiful Noise Entertainment. Uh, shout out to my brother Artis out there working hard, and you know he's the one that engineers it. Try to keep our voices sounding great, especially when we in here recording, not knowing what we doing, not knowing how this is going to sound. I know the air conditioning in the background, but we, yeah, we in Arizona, it's hot. You know what I'm saying? So forgive me, pardon us for that. But yeah, look, man, look, once again, this is an episode 28, episode 28 of the Say No More podcast starring DJ Marmar and DJ Nasla. We out of here. 100.
Trump's 